Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Is the Dan Grosser Show? Somebody says, "Hey Harvey, you want to go to the you want to go to a, a, a all expenses paid beach vacation for the weekend? You know, three days down at the Jersey Shore, or you could go watch the Red Bulls play Columbus on a Saturday night. What would you do? And he's going to go to the Red Bulls game. Red Bulls play Columbus tonight in Columbus. I, that's why I said that's why I threw Columbus, where you maybe get a, a lap or two in at the hotel pool, but the day's in. I wouldn't be in the pool. What the hell do I need a lap or two yeah, down there for? It's, it's amazing. I'm a, I'm at a soccer game. I'm at, I'm at the outdoors. Harvey, though, I'll tell you, you know what Harvey did last? He went to the Beach Bash. He came back and then still went to, to Red Bull to watch the Gold Cup with El Salvador last night. Were there any fights? Were there any issues yeah. that really? Yeah, I saw two fights on the section above me, and I saw two pitch invaders get tackled down. It was funny. It took three. Pitch invaders. Yeah, it took three, <laughs> three security staff members to take one down. Insanity. Oh, pitch invaders. This is the Dan Grosser Show. On 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Get me on Twitter at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A, if you could get the damn thing to work. Apparently that's down. Anybody call Elon Musk yet and tell him that uh, Twitter's down? Watch like the biggest move of the NBA offseason. It's going to transpire while the platform is down, and none of us are going to know about it. We'll have no idea. Do we have like, do we get the AP Newswire? Is that still a thing? <laughs> Just into our newsroom, LeBron James has demanded a trade to the Nets. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. Not happening. You know what else isn't happening? The Mets making the playoffs this year. Uh, they finished out the month of June with a 7-19 record. They blow a lead again last night, lose to the San Francisco Giants at City Field 5-4. You get a Pete Alonzo error in the eighth inning. Opening up the floodgates, Patrick Bailey, the go-ahead three-run knock, deep into the Queen's night. So the Mets lose again. They're 18 and a half games out of first place. How about that? They dropped 15, I say one five games in the standings in the month of June, which is just remarkable that that can actually happen to a professional outfit. But nevertheless, that is where the Mets are. Uh, the, uh, the Oakland A's actually outperformed the Mets in the month of June. It is now simply playing out the string and the next 30 days deciding who will be here and who won't be here. One's August 1st and the trade deadline comes and goes. And, and, and you know, one last thing here on the Mets, and we didn't bring it up this morning at the beginning of the show. Steve Cohen the other day preached patience. And look, I don't, I don't think you got anything revelatory from Steve Cohen's press conference out at City Field. You know, he, he doesn't want to create headlines. He doesn't want to make the big splash just by firing somebody. He's not one of these, like, rewarding the fans for a pound of flesh. And I, I respect that. I do. Because firing a manager today, firing a general manager today, really isn't going to change the outcome of this team's 2023. Right? Their fate is sealed. They're not making the playoffs, and they're going to be one of the biggest disappointments that we've seen in this town's sports history, given what the payroll is and the resources and the whole nine yards. The question, though, which has to concern you a little bit, 
is that if August 1st and the days leading up to August 1st is really going to be the only amount of significance that still remains in the season for the Mets this year with the trade deadline and with the send-off, you have to wonder, are the Mets in a good position to have Billy Epler be the guy pulling the strings on those trades? Because not for nothing, the trades that were made last year at the trade deadline to increase this team's chances of maybe getting to a World Series a year ago, they backfired on them. Backfired. Right? J.D. Davis came back to City Field last night with the San Francisco Giants. I know he didn't get a hit last night, but J.D. Davis is having a hell of a year. Right? J.D. Davis, boy, that bat would fit in nice with this Mets lineup, don't you think? The guy that they traded for J.D. Davis, where's he these days? Darren Ruff. You could you, you, you call up the Navy SEALs and they wouldn't be able to uh, hunt down uh, Darren Ruff and find him on the baseball map. Okay, so every one of those moves they made last year at the deadline were awful. So now you're entrusting Billy Epler to make important transactions for you that you hope will bring guys into your organization which are going to be part of the solution down the road. Do you have any faith? And especially you're talking about a guy in Billy Epler who, let's face it, next year, if he's still part of the organization, you know and I know because the owner said so the other day that there's going to be somebody working above him as the new baseball operations president and who's ultimately going to have final say on such moves. Is that productive? That would be the only thing to give you some apprehension, I think, if you were a Met fan over the next 30 days. Forget about the on-the-field stuff. It's off the field and shuttling guys in and out of the organization. Yankees, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll get back at it and play baseball today. They got two against the St. Louis Cardinals. Day game with Severino against Jack Flaherty, and then they're going to make up last night's rainout uh, in primetime in game two against the Cardinals. We'll see if they're able to get both of these games in forecast. I guess, again, not great today out there in St. Louis. The last thing you want to do is have to come back there later on in the season, give up an off day, and have to make up a baseball game against the Cardinals team, which, who knows, where are they going to be You know, down the road here? Uh, they're scuffling about having a really, really tough season in St. Louis, a little unbecoming for that organization. And then a lot of the basketball stuff. You know, free agency is underway. Kyrie Irving got paid by the Dallas Mavericks. You know that they will live to regret that one. Draymond Green is sticking around with the Golden State Warriors. Chris Middleton not leaving the Milwaukee Bucks. And Fred Van Vliet gets a max contract to leave Toronto, go to the Houston Rockets. Highest paid undrafted free agent. Freddie Van Vliet, I'll tell you, that's a good example, right? Guy who comes out of a school like Wichita State, undrafted, you know, Everybody counting him out. Guy goes out there, becomes a damn good NBA player, championship player with the Raptors, and then he goes and gets his bag in free agency with Houston. See? The value of hard work, boys and girls. Right? Eat your veggies, the whole nine yards, and good things can happen to you. And we sit and wait and see what the Knicks are going to do. Derrick Rose leaves. He signs with the Memphis Grizzlies for a couple of years. Not all that surprising after the option wasn't picked up. Bruce Brown is now off the table because he signed a very, very rich contract with the Indiana Pacers. Two years, $45 million, leaves the Denver Nuggets. Do we have that cut, by the way, Harvey? Do you got Mike Malone in there from the, um, Mike Malone from the Nuggets Championship Parade talking about Bruce Brown and, and he's not going anywhere? Yeah, remember this, Jim, from a couple of weeks ago from Mike Malone? Is Brucey B going anywhere? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we run this back. We run this back. Hell yeah. Come on. Get loud. <laughs> it's, 
It's funnier now because he went somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, you know, God bless Bruce Brown. Seriously, he earned it. But the Knicks were never going to be able to swim in those waters. Too rich for their blood. That's a lot of money. So we sit and wait and see if Dante DiVincenzo is going to be able to accept the Knicks overtures. He's got some meetings set up with some other clubs. Knicks are going to offer that mid-level exception, see what happens. But, yeah, I, I mean, unless you're talking about a big trade, I, I, I don't think there's going to be anything big and splashy involving this Knickerbocker team. It's going to be that methodical build. It's the same approach that Leon Rose and company have taken over the last few years. And you know that they have the resources. They have stockpiled a bunch of assets that when they feel the big white whale is available, whoever the hell that is, they will strike. But as we just got done talking about a little while ago in the previous hour, how in God's name do you possibly think that that big get is James Harden? Not that it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, but still, why take this bus and send it on a detour in the road towards NBA hierarchy significance? Why would you do that? 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Randy in Brooklyn. He's going to be up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Randy. How are you? Hello, can you hear me? Hey, Randy. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Uh, I just, you know, Harden couldn't even make it in Brooklyn. He come to the Knicks. He's not built for that. He cannot make it here. I'm telling you, Harden does not want to come to New York City to deal with the Knicks, the media, the fans. He can, he's not built like that. Trust me. Well, Randy, I, I agree. You know, you're preaching to the choir, and I, and I thank you for the phone call. And, and that's the other thing. It's like, guys... Not that we all live in a bubble anyway. I mean, you know, the NBA, we, we, we know when it involves the star players and the news that they make, whether it's good or bad nationally, we hear about it. So James Harden played, you know, performed this act once upon a time as a member of the Houston Rockets. Then he also did it with the Brooklyn Nets. That's like right in our backyard. You didn't hear it? Like, like if you're the Knicks, right? Let's say like Madison Square Garden had like windows and, and, and drapes. Right, you open up the drapes because you hear noise coming from the backyard. It was James Harden, like banging the trash can and, and making noise and complaining, and that was in Brooklyn. Like you should have seen that happening. You knew about it. Why would you entertain then him, you inviting him into your house? It just makes no sense to me. I don't think it's going to happen. It can't. You know what is going to happen, though? MLB round trippers. That's right. And it is driven by Coach USA. Great place, great asset to have, Coach USA, right? You want to take a trip down to like a beach bash or something like that? You hop on the old coach bus. As far as round trippers are concerned, Tommy Pham went deep for the Mets last night. Boy, he has been good. Daylight and a dollar short, but still, it's been really good for this team. His ninth of the year last night. Wilmer Flores, our old buddy, connected on his eighth home run of the season for the Gigantes last night. And then Patrick Bailey with a decisive blow, a three-run shot in the eighth inning off of David Robertson, his fifth of the year. And that is MLB Round Trippers, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, to store, or to scan your tickets. 800-919-3776. Dan Gross's show. We're coming right back. Don't touch that dial. 98.7 ESPN. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. LL Cool D. Live from yesterday's beach brush. How good is that? Seriously. The multi-talented Don LaGreca. That's why you listen to this station. You never know what you're going to get. You get sports, you get laughs, you get fun, you get music. Taps fat. That was incredible. I wonder what that must have been like in person to see. Like, I've I only always heard... found when it's, I've it... worked with Ray. He finishes the job. If, well, I mean, that's good to know. Um, I'm going to have to keep that in mind moving forward. But I, I can only imagine it was like, you know, like I, obviously I wasn't alive to be at Woodstock. You know, I wasn't born yet. You hear stories about it. Just the experience, the camaraderie. Forget about the musical performances. I don't know how many people could even hear the stage, right? I don't think it was a state-of-the-art sound system. But that's probably what it was like to witness the Don performance yesterday at the Beach Bash. What were you conceived at Models? Were you guys there for that, or were you, did you leave by then? Unfortunately, I uh, I left at four, so that was oh, so you well missed after, it. well after. But I heard it live, and it was tremendous, tremendous. And Harvey was sitting at Red Bull Arena watching, you know, El Salvador play Costa Rica. Ah! 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 That's how. Hopefully, the people that right, I mean, you you missed it. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah, I missed it. Look, if there was no game, I would have stayed for the whole thing. Shaking hands, met some cool people there. Kissing babies the whole no, nine yards. No, I wouldn't do that. Why do people say that, by the way? What? Kissing babies. Well, hopefully you're not going to bring a baby to an event like but who that. who says that? Why it, like, is that 90 still a degrees? thing? Get a baby out of that sun. Why do people say that, by the way? Kissing babies. Well, because it's like a politician thing. You ever see those Are we politicians, politicians, Dan? Is that what we huh? do? Are we politicians? No, but we're men of the people. Kissing babies. No, I would never do that. I mean, I, I think now you could probably file charges for something like that. Right. So that's we keep saying that. We're going to yeah, shake the hands. It's an expression. We'll change the expression. Kiss some hands. Kiss some hands now. Goodness gracious I don't, me. I don't. I don't. Uh, shake some know. hands. Take some pictures. Fix that, man. That's the way to say it. Kissing babies. 
I don't even know why you would bring a baby to an event like that. You got me all worked up now, kissing babies. Yeah, Come you're on, really man. you're all fired up. Relax. I, I hear you that got, you got a soccer game to watch later tonight. That's in about like eight hours. I got well, time. Guess who's got to work for like eight hours apparently today too? And why? And why? And by the way, why is that even a thing? Can Can you explain that one to me? What are we talking about here? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like, why do you got to work till like midnight tonight? Well, look, I mean, somebody's got to. I, I, hey man, what do they why say? Why does it fall on your shoulders? What do they, What does it say nowadays? Above my pay grade? That's above your pay grade, but well, you're gonna get paid. Yeah, sure, but like that's not right. By the way, can you believe Steve Cohen said that in his press conference? Above my pay grade, like you're the owner. Nothing there is, is above no, your pay there grade. is no pay grade above Steve Cohen. Apparently, hiring a, a there's none. Is. <laughs> like, think about the person <laughs> you're going to have to find whose pay grade is above Steve Cohen's anywhere, even at the billionaires' club. There's not going to be too many people whose pay grade is above his. What's more important for Steve Cohen: selling off pieces or finding a baseball operations guy? Well, I mean, in terms of the immediacy, it's called selling off pieces. Because the trade deadline is August 1st. you got 30 days. They're not going to find a baseball a president of baseball operations until the end of the season. So that's the, that's the order. Aren't you surprised, though? We're in year three of his tenure. Surprised one? what? They hasn't how, did, how did it work out for uh, – how, how do those type of statements work out for owners? How did it work out for Mikhail Prokhorov in Brooklyn? Remember when he bought the Nets? And he said, if, uh, if we don't win championship – in five years, I will get married. Well, I don't know if he's happily betrothed or not, but I don't remember. We're going to turn Knicks fans into uh, Nets fans. Yeah, that didn't work either. We're coming for you. Watch out, Knicks fans. Watch out, NYC. We're coming. The billboards in New York. Remember that? Oh, baby. That was 10 years ago, right? This summer? Yeah, it was a long time ago. All I, I, all we heard constantly was that, watch out, Nets are coming. They are going to infiltrate that fan base, stealing fans left and right. That's all right. I think they're already working on the Cam Johnson billboard for next year. They're going to hide. They're going to hang that one right across the street from Madison Square Garden to steal fans. Cam Johnson's back. Four-year deal. Boom, boom. They have to take down the Joe Harris one. Along with the draft picks. 800 919 3776. That is the telephone number. Let me say hi to Dave in Jersey City. He is up next here on 9870 ESPN. David, good morning. How are you? Thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. Dave, I appreciate you making um, the call. I mean, think about all the other things you could have been doing this morning. You picked up the phone and called me. That's pretty damn special. No, 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 Dan, you, Dan, you, you know, I'm a rhyme for you, Dan. You're the man. Um, the Knicks roster at this point, I don't see them as being a playoff team next season. Really? Then, then, yes, and and also then, t- give me a, one upcoming team in the Eastern Conference. When you say upcoming, you mean a team in the Eastern Conference that maybe was on the outside some, looking in this year? They might make some noise next season. Well, I'll give you a couple. Number one, just because you have a lot of talent already in, in, in tow, okay? Atlanta missed out, but I think that's a team that could get back to where they were a couple of years ago. I want to see the Atlanta Hawks with a full season under Quinn Snyder. Things were a little crazy for them last year, making the coaching change midseason. That's number one. Atlanta, 
Number two, you see what Indiana's doing. And paces. So Mm -hmm. the Knicks don't make the 18 playoffs. If you put the Hawks, paces, and magic in there. Well, I mean, Orlando I still think might be a year away, but they've got some nice young talent here. It's cyclical. Because, well, here's the other thing, too. Okay, uh... What about Philadelphia? See, Dan, I got you studying. Basically, the Knicks not the Knicks are not a playoff team. If you look at you, you get you help me out because I have a list in front of me. You no, but Dave, let me ask you a question. Why, but but Dave, you haven't told me the why you think they're not a playoff team. What? Uh, why the what? The Knicks? Yeah. Because you got a little tight to jock. You you blowing up Brunson's head. All he does is shoot, shoot, shoot. Lee's Harden, and I know you guys don't want Harden, but Lee's Harden would get Fournier and Barrett shooting the ball. <laughs> Fournier? Well, <laughs> yes, he can. No, 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 no. So you laughing. But, okay, what? We're not even going to worry about this. The Knicks are not a playoff team. You're trying to cover up for the Knicks. Evan the Knicks Fournier. Oh, my God. There is. Let me. Dave. Miami, Dave, Bucks, Dave, Dave, Celtics. you really think Evan Fournier is going to factor into the Knicks' plans for the upcoming season? Evan Fournier? No, 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 no. And the question is not Fournier. The question is the Knicks are not a playoff team next season. No, but Dave, you keep That's coming back to that. But like, uh, here's I'm going to name thing. it Dave, again. Miami, Bucks, Celtics, oh. Cavs, 76ers, Pacers, Hawks, Pistons, or Magic. Dave, Dan, Dave, I love Dave. You. Dave, I love you too, and I thank you for the phone call. Okay, but here's here here's the the reality. Okay, you might think the Knicks aren't a playoff team next year, and you still didn't really give me a good reason. You didn't tell me anything specifically about the team. You just told me about give me a couple of other teams in the Eastern Conference that might leapfrog them. Right? They could leapfrog the Knicks if the Knicks have a regression, but you didn't give me a reason why you think the Knicks are going to take a step backwards. But Whatever point you make when you say that Evan Fournier is going to have any type of a role other than having his butt glued to a seat on the bench, you lose a little bit of legitimacy there. Dan, Dave, I love Dave. you. I mean, come on. Dan, Dave, I love Dave. you. There's a better than 50-50 chance Evan Fournier is not even going to be on this team next year. That expiring contract, if they make a trade, Fournier's going the other way. You want to talk about French basketball players, there's a greater chance that Tony Parker has more of a role on the Knicks last. There's a better chance that Frederick freaking Weiss has a better role on the Knicks next season than Evan Fournier does. Harvey would know this because he's a soccer guy. You know Paris uh, Saint-Germain or whatever in the, in the French league? Yes. Do they have a basketball team too? Because a, a lot of them, they also have, team. like, soccer and basketball teams, like in the French Federation or whatever. Give me a, give me a team in the French Basketball League. I, right? A team in the French Basketball League? Well, like, normally, like, like, all these teams, like, the soccer clubs and this and that, like, in, in whatever countries they have, like, the basketball leagues, like, they also have a basketball team as well as the soccer team. That's what I'm thinking. If, like, Paris Saint-Germain, I'm trying to make a point that there's a better chance Evan Fournier plays well for some team in the French division than he does for the Knicks. They do not. Actually, yes. It says, just says Paris basketball, but they're not associated to PSG per se. Oh, that's all right. It's still Paris. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? They uh, got pa- croissants. They got the Eiffel Tower there. They're going to play basketball, and Fournier might be a part of it. That's the point we're trying to make. I apologize. I ruined your point there. No, you didn't ruin the point. You just said that. 
They don't. I don't know. I'm not. Look, I'm not a French basketball expert. I don't claim to be. Give it time. No, I'm, I don't have to give it any time. I'm not going to become a, a French basketball expert. I could guarantee you that. Let me say hi to Nelson in Long Island. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Nelson, how are you? Dan, always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you. For Hello, Nelson. You. What's up? Uh, I got to tell you, that, that last call, I just, just got to go on, Dan. Agree 100%. But for what <laughs> it's worth, not happy at all with Leon Rose. Not at all. I mean, you come in with high expectations, the connections, the – He's going to bring the world back together going, you know, going 360. Didn't happen. First of all, the Evan Fourier signing was questionable. That was number one. It's hard. That's definitely number one. I love Obi, but, you know, you could have, you could have drafted, you know, Tyler Burton before, could have gotten even Sadiq Bay before. But, like I said, I still love Obi. Now, to top it off, the decisions that are being made, not crazy about it. Now, the sad thing is just the thought of going after Harden worries me. You don't want to get two guys, well, better better yet, two guys that are ball dominant, never mingle, never work unless one of them is willing to let go of that ball. I don't, Jaden's young, Harden has the big ego. I don't see it happening. Number three, I think they're better off parting their ways with Julius as opposed to Ovi. Let oh. Ovi run. He's the one. Oh. Huh? Why? Nelson, why? I'll tell you why. There's one thing. There's one thing I noticed about about, and I like for the record. Listen, I, I I love Julius Randle. He's got that street ball, and he's brought it into the league. I love him. Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. There's just one issue. He doesn't mingle right with the with the core players around him. It doesn't happen. Stephen A. said something that made a lot of sense. When he's down, he he brings the team down. All right. When that happens, you got to inject new blood. I love R.J. R.J.'s a six one four guy. What when, about Nelson, let me ask you a question. Nelson, when was he done? Like when was he down? Was he down in the playoffs this past year? Because, again, like, like this whole myth about Julius Randle, look, last year was a disaster. It was a freaking disaster for the team, for Julius, the body language, the sulking. I agree with you there. This past year you saw it maybe in a couple of instances, but not to the point where it derailed the season. They still won their fair share of games. They still made the playoffs. They still won a round. Julius Randle was a 25-10 guy. He was all NBA. He made the all-star team. Why is Julius Randle so bad for this team? Explain it to me. Did Julius Randall stand in the way of the Knicks winning a championship this year? Is that what I missed? I never say he stood in the way. No, I but that's what that. that's what, what it, that, and I'm not just blaming you, Nelson. I'm not. I'm just talking about like all these fans, and I thank you for the phone call. I got to hit a break. All the fans that want to get Randall the hell out of town and give Obi a shot in this and that, they think that it's Randall's fault. Like this Knicks team had title in the stars this past year, and because Randall did not play as well in the playoffs because he was playing on one leg partially, that's why this whole thing did not come to fruition. Instead of overlooking the fact that you got a guy who was all NBA two of the last three years, when the hell have you been able to say that about anybody who has worn a Knicks uniform over the last two decades? It's not like you walk outside Madison Square Garden and you're tripping over the ghosts of these guys. Where are all these championship banners that I missed from the last 20 years with the Knicks? Grasa coming back on 98.7 ESPN. Kiss him hand. Boom, boom. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking Knicks, talking offseason. Let us say hi to Dan and East Meadow up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Danny, good morning. How are you? Hey, it's Dave, but good morning, Dan. How are you? Dan, Dave, same thing. Close enough. I'm sure that's not what your parents intended, but nevertheless, don't take it personally. I apologize. All good. Uh, listen, I'm tired of everybody hating on Randall. I mean, the numbers he put up last year, they said it during the season. There's only like two or three other players in the league that were doing those kinds of numbers, points, rebounds, assists. And one of them was the Joker and one of them was LeBron. The other one escapes me. So they got to ease up. There's five RJ, guys who were 25-10 and 10 last year. Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, and Anthony Davis. And some guy named Randall, Julius. There you go. Uh, and his contract is pretty good. $25 million, the way the salary cap's trending, he's underpaid. RJ, only Luizzi, 22, 23 years old. He shouldn't be going anywhere either. I think we got to stand pat with this core for the most part. If, to me, if you're going to go out and get a, and make a trade, the guy you're going to be looking for is a guy like a Paul George, a Zach Levine, a DeRozan, somebody who is not on a long-term mega contract, but you need a guy who can get his shot on his own in the playoffs when the shot clock's down under five. That's the one piece we're missing. And if we're not going to get that, then to me, DiVincenzo is the perfect fit for this team. The guy, DiVincenzo, people forget, he also rebounds the ball, pass the ball, and plays tough defense. He would be the perfect guy if you can't get a guy like the ones I just mentioned. Other than that, we stand pat. Yeah, Dan, look, or Dave, excuse me, and I thank you for the phone call. You have to, you have to upgrade the outside shooting on this team. That is the task of Leon Rosen company during this offseason, and they know that. You know, some of those other names you're throwing out there, like DeMar DeRozan and so on and so forth. Look, I like DeMar DeRozan. I think that he would actually fit in pretty good here. But are they going to go big game hunting in that regard? I don't know. You know, you know he could shoot. You know he could score. But if you bring in a DeMar DeRozan, you're going to have to give up one of your significant rotation players. Is that R.J. Barrett? Is that Quentin Grimes combination? We'll see. Um, I don't know if they want to go that lofty in trying to upgrade the personnel on this roster. I wanted to mention this. The lineup is out for the Yankees today, game one of the doubleheader in St. Louis, which gets underway in a couple of hours. And some curious lineup decisions by Aaron Boone and company. LeMahieu, Bowers, Torres, Rizzo at DH. IKF is back in center field. Hopefully we get some highlights like we did last week uh, when the Rangers were in town. Billy McKinney, Anthony Volpe, Cabrera, and Higashioka for Luis Severino. No... uh, Giancarlo Stanton, no Harrison Bader, no Josh Donaldson. 
Is this all on the account because the Cardinals have a right-hander going today and Jack Flaherty? I, I mean, I just don't get it, right? The Yankees didn't play yesterday. They had a day game on Thursday in Oakland. So they've essentially had upwards of close to almost 48 hours off. And I know that they're playing two today. Why aren't these guys in the lineup? Explain that to me. I mean, Harrison Bader, I'm sure they got a nice little video tribute planned for him today in St. Louis, right? They might even include some Yankees clips of him on the IL, on the trainer's table. That would be a nice little touch, you know, for accuracy. Josh Donaldson was a guy who actually was swinging the bat pretty good in that series in Oakland. I don't know if it was just being back in Oakland or, or, or what, but wouldn't you want to continue to tap into the hot streak a little bit? I don't understand. Maybe they'll have the last laugh when game one is finished, and then you can bring out the heavy hitters for the nightcap and really go for the kill. Unless they're saving him for tomorrow with Jordan Montgomery, their old buddy, when he's on the hill. Let's say hi to Daniel and Roselle Park. He's up next here on 98.7. Dan, how are you? Hey, Dan, what's going on today, man? How are you? Danny, I am outstanding. How about you? How's Union County treating you? Uh, it's Hey, it's it's fantastic, man. You know how it is. You know how it is. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> that's funny. That first that, – that game one lineup is a punt, by the way, man. But um, <laughs> It's basically uh, he's looking, he looking at the standings and he's saying, you know what, the Cardinals stink. Let me run this yeah. lineup out there and see if we can get by. guy punt. That's a Ray guy punt, by the way. I wanted to talk a little bit of Mets with you. Um, so a lot of the talk is, you know, you know approaching Max Scherzer about waiting the, uh, waiving the no-trade clause and, uh, you know, and, and moving David Robertson. So those are the, kind of the big obvious names. But wouldn't you also want to do the same with Brooks Raley and even Justin Verlander? Uh, I, I mean, and, and also uh, going back to Harvey's question, well, I met at the Beach Bash yesterday. Great guy. Um, I, I I actually think the most important thing is finding a president of baseball ops. I mean, you can't have Sandy hanging around there anymore. Uh, Sandy's not. You know, Sandy's not a part of it. Sandy's not a part of it. He's gone. Sandy's gone. Isn't he? I thought he. I, I thought he still had a, his hand somewhere in in the in that organization. No, he might Are be consulting. Sure? He might pop in like once a month. Okay, but I mean, Sandy yeah. has no say with baseball anymore. No, he has no, no say. No, and I understand that. I, I know he doesn't have final say. I know it's mainly Billy, but but I, I mean it's it's got to be that. You don't. I mean, I understand the immediate future because the line, You know, the deadline's here in thirty <clears> days and all that. I, I mean, I get that, but. You, you got to find a president of baseball ops. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, Epler was technically their fourth choice. I mean, you know, Porter couldn't get out of his own way. And then uh, who was the assistant GM that was, uh, you know, uh, pulled over um, from a, from a party at Steve's house. I forget who he, who he was next in line. Oh, I, so for, I you, get you, you know it. something it's, I told Dan, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. I totally forgot yeah. about that. I told until right. you just brought that up that the Mets hired the GM and, and then they had to fire him before the season. Oh my! I forgot about that. Yes. Holy yeah. cow! And and, and 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 you know, it was, I think it was I think it was um, I think it was Dave and Rick that actually brought that point up, and I had forgot about that too about the whole Porter thing with the the reporter and everything like that. And then um, I forget the assistant GM right after that, you know, being pulled over after you know the, the party Zach at Scott? Steve Cohen's house, that whole thing. So, it, it, I mean, Billy Epler's technically their third choice. And, you know, he really has done a bad job. I mean, you, you look across town, you know, I am a Yankees fan, but, like, you know, Brian, 
you know, Brian Cashman, one thing about him, as frustrating as he is, he's built a stout bullpen, and there's nothing, there is nothing more valuable in today's game pitching-wise than having a stout bullpen at the end of games. And it's just baffling that Billy Epler just didn't address that, really. He really well, didn't do that well of addressing that. And Dan, Dan, I get it, you lost the end in the Classic. Here, here's the thing, though, and, and I thank you for the phone call. You make, you make some good points, and there's a lot to, to digest there. And, and honestly, I, I, I swear to you, I totally forgot that the Jared Porter thing was even a thing I, I, until he brought that up. I, that, that totally, see, that's how, much, that's how much incompetence this team has displayed over the last few months that it's made me block out even some missteps in the past like that. But, yeah, you had Jared Porter. Zach Scott was the guy who took over, who got pulled over for the – although I think that he was acquitted about it. Or they didn't face any charges, if I'm not mistaken. But nevertheless – Here's the thing with the Mets, okay? David Stearns is the guy that they have wanted for the last couple of years. He was the former president of baseball operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. This past offseason, he stepped down and is now kind of like in a consulting role with Milwaukee. However, the reason that the Mets couldn't hire him is because he was still under contract. And Mark Atanasio, who's the owner of the Brewers, did not give the Mets permission and, and, and you know, Stearns permission to work out some sort of a swap in, in terms of compensation. Kept him around. His contract is up at the end of the year. Right now, if you are a betting man, David Stearns will be the guy at this time next year running baseball ops for the Mets. He's a local guy. Queens grew up Met fan the whole nine yards. It'll be Stearns. Apart from that, though, they were also kicking the tires on Theo Epstein. All right? Theo right now says he's happily retired from running a club. He's working in the commissioner's office, you know, in ways on how to improve Major League Baseball, which any of these guys, like when you work for the league office, what it tells you is you get a nice, fat, cushy paycheck to do very little. It is a lot less stressful from the day in, day out of running a franchise. So that's what Theo Epstein is doing right now. He's living the spoils of a guy who has helped break the curse of two historic franchises, winning championships in Boston and Chicago with the Cubs. And he's entitled to that. When Theo decides to get back into the game and run an organization, I don't know when that timeline is. And if it's not ready to be next year, the Mets are going to pivot and they're going to bring in Stearns. He will probably be the guy to run baseball ops. But as far as who should they trade come August 1st, like I said, anything that is not bolted down at City Field that some other team is willing to engage you on and give you fair, if not greater, compensation in return, you do it. All right? But the likely ones, the David Robertsons, Tommy Fams, guys that you know aren't really going to factor into the future much with this club. I would explore if a team is willing to pay handsomely for one of these two starting pitchers, if they're going to waive their no trade. If we don't win championship in five years, I will get married substantial amount of the money but it is a lot of money and that's what complicates matters and as i said earlier the one thing that would give you some fear if you're a met fan is not just making these trades in the situation that you're in right now is that the guy who is going to be pulling the trigger on these moves was the guy who failed miserably a year ago at this time in making trades to try to strengthen the club's chances of winning a championship and we know how that worked out We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Next week, this week, whatever you want to call it, starting Monday, I'm with Rick all week in the morning, DNR, 98.7 ESPN, so you can find me there. A couple of things before we... I'm not going anywhere. I'm going somewhere, but not yet. Still got some work to do here for a few more days. NHL free agency gets underway today. We haven't talked about it much because as far as the locals are concerned here, well, the Devils have already acquired everybody there is to acquire, and it's only a matter of time probably before they get their name chiseled on the cup again. Um, Rangers don't have a lot of flexibility in terms of cap space. However, Blake Wheeler, who was bought out by the Winnipeg Jets, according to Darren Drager up in Canada, who's very piped in in terms of you know insiders and stuff, says that the Rangers are in on Blake Wheeler. Now, I don't think they could give him L of a lot. He's going to have to take less to come here. Now, Blake Wheeler is a veteran. He's been around the block. Blake Wheeler, just to give you an idea, Blake Wheeler was an Atlanta thrasher. That's how long he's been in the league here. But Winnipeg certainly has been a team that has not necessarily achieved what they thought they would come playoff time over the years, and they're starting to break up this core. Hallibuck, the goalie, could also be on the move, maybe even Jersey. Who the heck knows? So that's a name to keep an eye on for the New York Rangers. Other things here um, – because you guys know I'm a tennis freak. Monday, Wimbledon starts. I'll give you a couple of names if you want to maybe um, try to beef up your portfolio. Aside from the favorites, you know, Djokovic is obviously the heavy favorite on the men's side. You got Iga Svantec, the number one seed uh, on the women's side. If you want to get a couple of names out there who could hoist the trophies outside of the favorites, on the men's side, I will give you Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner is a guy who's knocking on the door, young player, coached by uh, – Darren Cahill of ESPN, great dude. Yannick Sinner lost the five-setter to Djokovic last year at Wimbledon. He also lost an epic five-setter to Carlos Alcaraz at the U.S. Open, that match that went to like 3 o'clock in the morning. All right, so those two majors, he lost to the eventual champion. He's breaking down the door. He's next in line, I think, to possibly get that first Grand Slam. He'd be somebody to watch on the men's side. On the women's side, go with Anj Jabour, finalist at Wimbledon last year. Uh, a couple of Grand Slam finals, has yet to win a major. I think she's next in line. I like her grass court game. That would be um, the person I think that you identify there. So that's just a couple of names for all you tennis fans out there is uh, the grass season culminates with the fortnight at the All England Club. Love the grass. Love watching tennis on the grass. It's just too, It's a shame that it's a short season on the tennis calendar here. But, yes, the most prestigious tournament, the Grand Slam, gets underway here in just a couple of days. We are pretty much out of time, though. It's my fault. I thought I could get some more calls in, but that is horrible clock management by me. Horrible, horrible, horrible. We'll have to hire somebody before the season starts to improve upon that. Nevertheless, um, thanks to Harvey and thanks to Joe for producing the program. Thanks to everybody that called, that tweeted, that listened. We always appreciate your listenership. We know that. Wake up early with me and Rick all week long right here on 98.7 ESPN beginning at 6 a.m. for DNR. Look forward to catching up with you then. Happy birthday, Mom. See you in just a little bit here. Grass is saying enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you Monday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. Dan, I love you.